Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello there, and welcome to another Wisdom Wednesday episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. I am Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we are both naturopathic doctors who empower you to heal yourself through whole food, plant-based nutrition, as well as mind, body, medicine. So today on the podcast, Dr. Susanna thought she would share a little bit about courage since she, since she has been acting so courageously in her Aww. life. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, this was Dr. Susanna's idea for the podcast and let's just, uh, go with it. Where, where does courage come from? (laughs) Well, yeah, I, I was kind of hoping that this would just be a fun kind of back and forth exploratory conversation because yeah, the, the thought, the idea just popped up into my head today. Like, huh? Wow. Yeah. What, what was there before that idea? Like what, what led you to think about courage or feel courageous what led me to feel courageous well i mean led you to think about this this topic of finding courage and well i think it just occurred to me um you gave me some feedback last night like wow susanna you know i witnessing you um deal with you know x situation the way that you did like i was really you said proud of me proud of me i think that's what you said (laughs) And, you know, I was just that that was just kind of landing with me this morning Um, and, you know, had a moment of self-acknowledgement like, wow, you know, in the last few months. Yeah, I do feel like there have been times where I've stepped more into um, acting from a place of courage, which feels a little bit newer to me. Um, And really, you know, I think I think kind of the point that really. I'd like to make right off the bat is that I always thought that courage was something that I had to kind of muster up or manufacture. And what's really been interesting in the last few months, these kind of instances I've been in where I look back and and see, wow, you know, that was courageous of me to do that. It came easily. It came pretty darn easily for me to just step up and act from a place of courage. It didn't feel like something I had to come up with or or manufacture uh, from a place of intellect or or willpower or anything. And so just in my kind of reflection process, I've really been realizing that courage isn't something that we have to make. 
courage simply is our default state when we let the fearful and insecure thoughts just fall away, melt away, float on by. And I think the biggest difference between, you know, how I've been acting more recently in these situations versus in, you know, my past is that I used to take my fearful thoughts a lot more seriously. I used to take insecure thoughts about, oh, you know, I can't speak up because what's what's that person going to think of me? Or, you know, oh, no, 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 I, I don't do that. I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I don't, I don't confront people. And, um, you know, really identifying with <laughs> those fearful and insecure thoughts. And, and uh, through this kind of understanding of mind, thought and consciousness, I really realize how kind of silly, silly it is to give fearful thoughts so much power and so much, uh, just so much value in how we live our lives. Well, it's interesting that you're sharing these kind of, you know, obviously you're not really identifying the exact examples of where you've felt courage come forward and, you know, where you felt yourself step into your courage. Um, But your the examples or vague (laughs) examples that you're giving are around, and I know what they are, but they're, they're around kind of, these confrontational conversations where, you know, the difficult conversations. And I just think it's kind of interesting because um, obviously for some people, you know, difficult conversations are not difficult. It's just they are more confrontational and they don't allow the insecure thinking to take over the, the, you know, get in the way of them having those difficult conversations. And for other people, it's, um, I don't know, going like traveling alone or something like that. Um, going into a new, going to a party by yourself. Like those, <laughs> I, I, I've traveled a lot alone, but I don't know, going to a party by myself, like that would be something to really like challenge. And, you know, I, I got a lot of thoughts around that, mm-hmm. the insecure thoughts about um, like what that would mean, to, like be a loner and stuff. But anyway um it's just interesting how like we pick and choose what's difficult and what takes courage right um so that is an example of what has been difficult for you and has taken courage for you to step into and it's just i think it's just kind of silly or or interesting to consider like what we create as like the thing that we need to get over Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to these kind of mental blocks around like oh it's hard to have this conversation we've got this narrative going this is a difficult conversation to have it would be hard to to go to that party alone i don't know if i'm if i'm if i'm up for that taking that trip by myself um you know these these things that we create the stories and the thoughts and the insecure thoughts around what I have experienced is that every time I kind of come up against that and just, it's like, Oh man, this is, this is difficult. Like, you know, I don't know if I can do it, but every time I come up against it and then I kind of just do it, it's never, nothing is ever as difficult or overwhelming or scary as my thoughts make it up to be. <laughs> and it's this, just this kind of uh, the metaphor of the, the, 
the monster in the closet. You know, you hear this like sound in the closet or something. You open the door and it's like the cat playing or something like that. Or, or it's just like, you know, I don't know, nothing. There's nothing there. It's just kind of all in our thinking. We create the big, bad boogeyman scenario. And then, of course, it ends up being kind of nothing. And I guess that's um, the interesting thing about our thoughts and the insecure thoughts that we might have. It really is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you also bring up, you know, that kind of that sticky circumstance that many of us can find ourselves in when we are up against the fear. Um, You know, when there's something that we think we want to do, but then all of a sudden we're held back by thoughts of fear or thoughts of insecurity or whatever it is. And, you know, earlier I was talking about how surprised I've been at just the ease at which the courage has kind of come forward without me feeling like I have to jump over this hurdle of fear. Um, but I would like to kind of address more of that, address, address more directly, you know, that, that topic of when we do come up against the hurdle of fear, because, um, it's something I'm really familiar with. I know what that feeling is. And, um, I think that's just like a really great example of the body giving us really direct feedback, fear doesn't feel good. I mean, that kind of insecure fear of, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. Like it's not a good feeling, right? Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, what, what's coming forward in me is this, um, like fear is just information, you know, or, or the, the, like fear is a label of a packet of information that we receive, you know, we label it as fear, but, but that, which is, wrapped up in fear it's just information you know and we're taking in information all the time and then of course our intuition if you want to call it that our our higher wisdom um along with our body sensation and physiology is interpreting and interplaying and our of course our, our thoughts and our neurology is at play and then we we create we take this information in and then like the, the I just imagine like it going through computer software and we get this feeling, you know, call it a, a, a sensory feeling in the body, call it a, a feeling or, or kind of an intuition or a hit or a kind of resonance kind of thing. Energetically, I think it's both a body thing and a mind thing, for lack of a better term. And um, and then our thoughts, like the human nature that we like part of our human nature, our thoughts about about that feeling are another layer. So it's just, so I I like to kind of peel back the layers or consider peeling back the layers. And it's just, we get to the, to the kind of um, root of the, the, the story here. And it's just like what we call fear or what we call insecurity is really just information. And if we can allow ourselves to see that as for what it is, then we don't label on all these thoughts and judgments about what it means to feel that way or have these thoughts. Um, And then we can kind of just act in a way, you know, and I think you were getting to the point like fear is like having that kind of like resistant response is a protective mechanism, right? Like if like I sometimes I have um, I don't know if this happens to you, Susanna, but like I'll be riding my bike somewhere and I'm like 
I think I'm going to turn around, you know, mm-hmm. like it's getting dark. Um, you know, there's obviously mountain lions all on the, the mountains around here and stuff. And sometimes I'm like, it's starting to feel a little mountain lion ish out here. And it's just information that I'm taking in. Maybe it smells, maybe it's just feelings, maybe it's just thoughts, pure thought. Um, but in any event, you know, it's like, I could say, uh Oh, you know, what do I do? What do I do? Or I can just like take that information in and respond in a way that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess where I was going at first, you know, with what I was saying is that getting that feedback of that uncomfortable feeling of fear and security um, to me, you know, to me, generally what it's, what it's come to mean is that it's really just, uh, it's just like my body telling me, Hey, Susanna, look where your thoughts are right now. Like what, what insecure thoughts are you having? What fearful thoughts are you having? Um, it's that little poke of a reminder, like, Hey, where, yeah, where is your thinking mind right now? Um, but you know, maybe the best way to kind of articulate this is to just share my experience last night where, um, I have been working on a project with someone and, uh, this person basically kind of, um, just just scheduled an appointment for me, like really early the following day. And this was at like 9 PM at night. And I was, you know, I had this moment of like, what, you know, like they they scheduled me for like less than, you know, 12 hours away for an appointment. I I mean, they didn't even like run it by me. They did it, you know, it it just kind of. I wonder if he listens to our podcast. Well, it's okay (laughs) if he does, but you know, like I just kind of, um, I was taken aback and I really wasn't okay with that because I felt as though at least there should have been some communication about that before putting something like that on my schedule or like signing me up, you know, committing me to an appointment early the next day. And uh, I feel like Susanna in the past would have been like, gosh, that really irks me. But I'm just way too afraid to speak up and say something about that. And I would just kind of let it go. Right. Like I just I would I would make up excuses of like, well, I guess it's okay because then I'll just get it over with earlier in the day or whatever. You know, I would I would do um, mental gymnastics to make it okay. when really the truth was I wasn't okay with it. And I shared this with Ben and Ben was like, wow, are you going to say something? And I was, my immediate response was like, I don't want to say something because when I think about saying something, I feel that fear. I feel that hurdle come up. Um, And you were like, you should say something. And I kind of sat with it for a while. I was like, you know, I'm just going to kind of like, wait, wait this out, wait this out, kind of, you know, wait until I get some clarity around this. And within a few minutes, all of a sudden the hurdle just felt a lot smaller and I realized, like, what, like, what, what's holding me back from really, you know, speaking my preferences, right? Like, is it really a big deal for me to just say, hey, I prefer it if you would run things by me before? And if you never did, then, of course, it, you would just get tri- walked all over. And, like, if you don't, like, stand your ground, not, not that there's like a competitive thing, but if you don't actually like claim your preferences, like you say, then 
your preferences will be determined for you if mm -hmm. you don't determine them for yourself, right? Right, right. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of share that experience of kind of feeling that hurdle and just kind of waiting, waiting until some clarity came. Mm -hmm. And my experience when I finally, you know, responded and said something wasn't like, all right, Susanna, we're going to like muster up the strength to jump over this hurdle. It was, it was, it was like a, an action out of ease because mm -hmm. there yeah. was an element of clarity around the fact that that hurdle was made up of nothing other than fearful thoughts, insecure thoughts that if I choose not to give them value, they don't mean anything. Right. And they really did in, in time. They just got smaller on their own within a matter of minutes. And so that's kind of the point I wanted to really emphasize here is that like, you know, just in the past, I really thought that courage was this muscle I had to exercise. I remember there was a time in med school, I was telling you about this, where I made a commitment every single day to do something that was out of my comfort zone. And what's interesting is I got into this routine of constantly challenging myself and, and there was something really satisfying about it. Like I kind of got a hit of dopamine from it. Mm -hmm. I almost got kind of like addicted to it, you know? Um, but once I stopped doing that, I really just kind of fell back into my same kind of, um, you know, timid comfort zone ish kind of tendencies because mm -hmm. I felt like that was coming more from that willpower top down approach of I'm going to manufacture courage by forcing myself to do it mm -hmm. versus acknowledging where courage really comes from, which is that we are born with it. It is part of our um, true selves and true nature. When all of the chitter chatter, insecure thoughts fall away, what's left is courage and what's left is um, whatever inspiration or motivation we need to take actions that really serve us best. Well, I'm thinking of kind of the classic examples that I can't think of any one that I've been in personally, but the example of, I don't, I remember watching a video of, I think it was someone who fell into the subway track uh, and um, during this, like when there was a train coming and, and this person oh, yeah. jumped into the track where the train was like, you know, encroaching very quickly. And the person jumped in the track and like helps yank this person out of this deep subway um, pit. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. The tracks uh, and essentially saved this guy's life. And one might say that was a really courageous act. And generally when these people who do these courageous acts are interviewed, it's just, oh, I, that's that was just common sense it wasn't like oh i'm weighing my risks and my benefits and i'm gonna i don't know should i do it should i not it's like we are in that flow of inspiration and we don't think twice about things that you know and, and if we do think twice like that's okay then that's not in our highest good to do you know we just are following the flow um and uh so I think that, like you were saying, you know, the courage is built into our true nature and it's the insecure chitter chatter that kind of can, uh, you know, 
create that veil or that create that sense of distance from where current where our courage inherently is um so it sounds like in a nutshell you know the other thing that's coming to me is like in a nutshell it really is just a factor of expressing feeling and being our truest authentic self um and that it's it's like you know it's it's always silly for me to consider you know, being more of who we truly are. Like, how do we do that? How do we be more of who we truly are? How do we be more courageous? Uh, well, we can't be more of who we truly are. We're already fully ourselves, you know? So it's it's more of a, a, a factor of kind of letting stuff go than creating something. And that which we're letting go is just the the false self, the delusions, the the insecure thoughts, which we've obviously brought up a lot, which is part of the human experience, but we can see through that, see through the delusion um, and more clearly see our true self and show it and express it in the world in whatever way is the most common sense way to do in any given moment. Um, so that's, that seems like the take home message for me from mm. you sharing your story. Mm. Yep. Yep. Same here. Cool. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in for another Wisdom Wednesday. It's always lovely to have you with us. And uh, I guess the one announcement I'd like to share is that um, I have started to offer mindset coaching calls. So if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching calls, you can reach out to us at info at alter.health. Um, any other announcements? No. All right. Pretty simple. <laughs> so we'll see you next week for another Wisdom Wednesday. Same time, same place. All and I right. uh, hope you have a wonderful week until then. All right. Peace and love, you guys. Bye for now.